Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. That's all you need or from your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast is brought to you by Eric Lanier. He's the founder of Higher Impact Financial. He is San Diego born and raised. He's a Mount Carmel High School grad as well, and he's a huge Padres fan. And his mission is to align his clients' values and passions with their finances. With so many ideas and noise about how to manage finances well, it can get overwhelming. You need a tailored approach to your big financial goals, and you need a professional who is 100% for you. Because Eric is a fiduciary, he will only make recommendations that truly make sense for you and are in your best interests. He specializes in retirement planning for individuals and couples who are looking to retire in five years or less and are looking for retirement income analysis. Eric will help you put together a plan by looking at your 401k, pension, social security, and more to make sure you're on track to retirement. Along with that, if you're a new family trying to figure out financial planning and investing, Eric can help you too, whether it's figuring out how to manage your debt, paying for college for your kids, or improving your cash flow. Eric's process is designed to give you confidence and a path forward to make progress with your finances. Call Eric at 951-383-3033. Write that number down, 951-383-3033. That's how you can schedule a free phone or Zoom consultation. Advisory services are offered through WealthTech Partners, a registered investment advisor that only conducts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. All right, guys, what's going on? Wrap-up show. Just me tonight, Jim, bailing ever since his terrible Machado take. Um, he's MIA, to be honest with you. No, actually, he's not. I've got an event at San Diego State. That's why I'm wearing this polo um, coming up in about two hours. And I wouldn't be able to be part of it if we did it tonight at 9 o'clock. And Jim's got dinner, I think, with date girl, relationship girl. So I'm going to do a solo wrap-up show for you because we're not skipping. I mean, we got less than 50 games left in the season. Padres have won two straight. They win a series from the Giants. I mean, this is go time. This is go time. Um, so thanks for hanging out again, the wrap up show with John Schaefer, Jim Russell has the night off. He'll be back when uh, the Padres season resumes in Washington on Friday night. As always, please subscribe. We have your on Padres content for you. Please subscribe. Uh, we're coming to you tonight, or I'm coming you to you tonight from the iHeart studios, extra 1360, um, just after our radio show from three to six here on, uh, extra 1360. So please subscribe. We have your on content for you for Padres fans. Jim is soft, Peter. No question about it. Um, please make sure to smash the like button for me as well as the Padres beat the Giants 13 to seven coming back from two separate deficits in this game, including a four run deficit in this game. Uh, please make sure to follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer at John and Jim for our radio show. If you want to become a member of this channel, if you want the LFGSD emojis, the custom emojis and the badges and the members only content, click the join button next to subscribe down below. There's a join button next to subscribe down below if you want to become a member. And if you want to make sure I get your comment here tonight, I'll be with you for probably the next 50 minutes or so. If you want to make sure I get your comment, because I'm doing this solo show here tonight, and I'm not going to see every comment because it's impossible to try to do the show and to see every comment that rolls in as well, please consider the super. It's a great way to support this channel. 
Um, it is greatly appreciated. You can click the dollar sign down below for the supers. Um, I did see this just rolling from Jake. Thank you for your membership and your support. I got a haircut this afternoon. If you missed this story I shared on radio about an hour or two ago, I was in the office this morning. We had some sales meeting. I left the office. I just typed in barber near me and it wasn't right across the street. I had to go like 10 minutes. I found a place I want to say like normal heights. And I walk in, I got this great haircut, great experience. Um, I forget the name of the place, Barber Sides, I want to say, or Barber Style. Great spot. And I'm talking, and the guys ask me, hey, what do I do for a living? I say, I'm a sports talk radio host. I say, cool, cool, cool. Um, and I'm talking to them for 10 or 15 minutes. Then someone, a barber three chairs down on my way out was like, hey, do you know Jim? I'm like, do I know Jim? Yeah, I know Jim. And he's like, I've been cutting Jim's hair for like six or seven months. I'm like, what the hell are the odds of this? I just randomly typed in some barber shop. It was 10 minutes away from here. There's hundreds of barber shops in San Diego. Literally, there's hundreds of barber shops in San Diego. And uh, I ended up at the same one as Jim. So got the haircut, haircut, got something going on tonight at San Diego State. Um, so that's uh, what's going on. But again, the Padres win it. They do so 13 to 7. We're going to get to everyone's comment, all the supers here tonight. Uh, greatly appreciate the support. Um, Peter, a member, says this. I'm glad you started early today. Just finished listening to the radio show 30 minutes ago on iHeart. Listening from work. Thank you for the content, John, and sometimes Jim. I appreciate that, uh, Peter. Um, you know, as I always say, for those that are with us day in and day out, whether it's on YouTube or on the radio or you can pop in occasionally, um, we understand people have busy lives and you can only consume so much of this, but we do it for Padres fans. I mean, it is as simple as that. This is done for Padres fans. We do it because we love doing it. We're passionate about doing it. Um, I don't think anyone really locally in the media has covered more Padres baseball over the last three years than Jim and I. And I know we're not on the flagship radio station, but I think we do it authentically. And I think it's cut through with Padres fans. And we're going to keep doing it until someone tells us we can't. So thank you, Peter, for your support. And thank you, Ronaldo, as well, for the Super Chat. And again, thank you guys for the Supers. Great way to support the channel. Just click that dollar sign down below. We're going to get to all the supers here tonight following the Padres. I think it was an impressive win and an impressive series. When you consider where this team was, having lost five consecutive games, they couldn't score a run somehow with this enhanced lineup, 26 consecutive innings. To go from that to finding a way to win last night and scoring seven runs and getting off the schneid, so to speak, and snapping that five-game losing streak to win today where it just didn't look like it was going to be their day. Go down 4 nothing. Sean Manai has not been good recently. Giants were on the verge of winning this series. Then you take a lead with that impressive six-run inning where everyone contributed, including Austin Nola, who had a really impressive walk to start that inning. And then the Giants go out in front again, and you're like, well, maybe it isn't their day. But then the Padres, in that bottom of the sixth inning, scoring seven times with two outs, um, two of their better innings of the season, to be honest with you. The six-run third, trailing 4 nothing, and a seven-run sixth inning after they trailed again for a second time in the game. And it's the first time this year the Padres have won a game when they've trailed twice in a game this year. So this is a new-look team with a better offense that we didn't see. We didn't see the fruits of the offense for four, five, six days. We're seeing it now, and hopefully that continues this week on the road in D.C. and Miami. So, Ronaldo, thank you. He says, I try to catch up when I can. It's hard over here on the East Coast. Just want to give some support. Look forward to catching the replay. I do appreciate that, Ronaldo. I'm not sure where you're where you're watching from on the East Coast, but um, as you know, um, there's a lot of wrap-up show viewers that aren't just in San Diego. I think there's a lot of San Diegans or Padres fans that obviously end up elsewhere over the course of their careers or their lives or jobs take them away from San Diego. 
uh, but they're still passionate about this club. So it's nice to have supporters, not just in Southern California, because we have tons of listeners and viewers in Southern California, but to have viewers with us uh, throughout, uh, not just this country, we got people chiming in from Mexico every single night and Canada and Korea and all over the world. So thank you, Ronaldo, for the super. Uh, thank you for your support. Very generous. We do appreciate that. Um, and I'm glad you can catch some of the show here tonight live. And thank you for saying nice haircut as well. Again, Jim, uh, I think he's got dinner with Day Girl tonight. He probably wants to stop having people rip him because of his Manny Machado take from a couple of days ago as well when he called out Manny Machado. And ever since that point, Machado's like six for 14 with four doubles and a walk-off home run. So good job, Jim. Uh, really good job with that. Um, all right, let me get to the next super here. So pseudonym284 says, after all our panicking, Padres have won three of the last four series. Nats and Marlins next. Time to go on a run. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way. So, yeah, they were swept against the Dodgers. Um, who'd they beat? Did they beat the Twins in a series? I forget what the circumstances were. Yeah, they, they've won a few series here. Even into the All-Star break, they won a series. Coming out of the All-Star break, they won a series. Then slipped up in Detroit. Slipped up, obviously, against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Um, since they acquired Soto, Bell, Drury, Hayter, they're three and five. I don't think it tells the full story, obviously. It does take time. I mean, the idea that you just hit the ground running immediately and take off, I guess, theoretically, that can happen. But it's not inevitable. There's no guarantee of that. And even this Soto massive trade, this blockbuster move that could change the course of the franchise for forever, doesn't have to pay dividends immediately. And by the way, he's been unbelievable. I, I tweeted that out earlier today What he's slashed through his first eight games. He's been like as good as any hitter in baseball through the last eight games, which are his first eight games in a Padres uniform. This is what he's done in a Padres uniform, if I can pull it up. I mean, it's been amazing. I think he said 357. Let's see here, 357. He has gotten on base at a 471 clip. And he's slugging 607. So his OPS is on baseball slugging is 1,078. I know it's a small sample size. I know the team's three and five, and we need to see this um, relate to wins, right? Or equate to wins, and it will. And one player obviously doesn't make a team. And Juan Soto could hit two home runs in a game, but if you don't get pitching, that doesn't mean you win. But I mean, Juan Soto has been as good as advertised, if not better, in his first eight games in a Padres uniform. And um, yeah, was there some panicking? I, yes. I mean, I think it's justified because you're in the stretch run. We saw what happened last year. This is different than last year, in my opinion, for a variety of reasons, like the moves they made at the trade deadline, the manager that's in place, um, the fact that this starting pitching is better, even with some of the struggles of Sean Maniah, even Joe Musgrove, who was excellent earlier in the series. Um, this is different. There's more playoff spots in 2022, right? It's just different. It just is. But with all that being said, you still got to get in. And when they lost five consecutive games, they were not helping their chances, obviously. So they still got to get in. They are going to get in. They are going to get in. Um, you know, we, we trust the fact that they will get in. And now is it going to be easy? No. Will they have to play good baseball? Yeah. I mean, they can't go 22 and 26 and get in. That's not going to be good enough. The schedule is somewhat challenging with still nine against the Dodgers. I think six more against the Giants. who The Padres have played relatively well against this year. And there's some soft part of the schedule, like what's coming up, seven of your next 10 against the Nats. Um, they will see Alcantara of the Marlins. I believe he's scheduled to pitch maybe game one or game two of that series in Miami. So you're not going to miss him. But this is manageable. Can you go seven and 10 in your next 10? At very worst, can you go six and four? Because they need to 
They need to create separation from someone, whether it's Milwaukee or Philadelphia or St. Louis. Padres need to start winning. They need one of those three teams, not all of those teams, to drop off. But if that combination occurs, one team slips up, goes four and six, you go seven and three, you pick up three games, you create some cushion, and you can start to envision how the Padres will find themselves in the postseason here this year. So thank you, Pseudonym, for the Super Chat. As you guys make your way in, please make sure to subscribe. We have year-round Padres content for you. Smash the like button for me. If you want to become a member, you get emojis and badges. You can click that member button or the join button down below. Um, and also, please follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, at John and Jim for our radio show as well. And again, the Supers are a great way to support this channel if you want to make sure I get to your comment and interact with it here on this uh, Wednesday evening where the Padres beat the Giants to win the series two games to one. Good to have Talking Friars, Ben Fadden, with us. He has helped out on this channel at times over the last half year or a year. Um, you're looking at the iHeart Extra 1360 studio. The monitor behind me is off. Jim has vacated for the night. He's going off for dinner. He's doing a dinner with date girl or relationship girl here tonight. Actually, he was willing to do it at nine o'clock. I was unavailable at nine o'clock. I wasn't, I wasn't overly confident that he would do the show at nine o'clock. So I said, screw it. I'm going to do the show right now at 630. I got to be over at San Diego State around eight o'clock tonight. So I figured I would do the show here tonight. But thank you guys for hanging out uh, here this evening. We've got mods now. Yes, I see some people commenting on that. So if you see any one that needs to be blocked or put in timeout, mods, feel free to do your thing here tonight. Um, okay, so let's get to it. Again, Padres win it 13-7. to 7. Before we get to it, actually, tonight, I do want to tell you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz. At Farmers Insurance, we're unable to do this night in and night out without the support of our partners, including our title partner, Mark Nimitz. At Farmers Insurance, auto, home, renters, life, earthquake insurance needs, Mark is your guy. He can save you $750 immediately, $750 immediately just by switching your insurance over to Mark. He can save you even more if you ever have to file a claim, and hopefully you don't have to. But if you do, he can save you thousands of dollars. That just recently happened to me because I recently switched my homeowners and my earthquake over to Mark. And immediately I had to file a claim and Mark took care of everything and saved us thousands of dollars. He's got great service and communication. Here's what's best of all for the viewers of the wrap-up show. He's a huge Padres fan, and he's a San Diegan. So if you want to talk Padres baseball with Mark, he's there for you. If you need to talk about your insurance needs, he's there for you. We could all save money. And if you want to save money, go with Mark. There's a link to his website down below. And again, it's auto, home, renter's life, earthquake, and more. If you want to support a local business that supports this channel, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Check him out by clicking that link down below. And thank you again, Mark, for your support of the wrap-up show here throughout this 2022 season. Um, <laughs> this is funny. D Jim definitely choked on his words. He has not passed on. <laughs> okay, nobody's rooting for that. But he, he has choked on his words. If you would have seen, and if you missed the wrap-up show last night, you should go back and watch it. It was ridiculously good content. Jim was freaking out. He was scrolling on his phone constantly. People were quote-tweeting his tweet from two days ago where he said, if Manny walks off, I'll delete my Twitter account. That was actually from Monday night. He walks off Tuesday night. Plus everything he said about Manny over the weekend on Sunday, about Manny effing Machado. He needs to be better and do better. And now look at what Machado has done. Jim Russell awoke a sleeping giant. And truthfully, Machado was never sleeping. I mean, Machado, it's hard for a player of his ilk or caliber to put together 162 and perform all season. I mean, nobody does that. There are teams or there are series where players don't perform as well as others. That's just inevitable. And yeah, a team like the Dodgers this year is beating up on everyone. But by and large, most players will struggle at times during a year. And of course, he's had the injuries, had to deal with. But 
man, he showed up in a big way, didn't he? I mean, he showed up in a huge way these last couple of days. You're not winning the series without Manny Machado. Uh, you're not winning last night, obviously, without the walk-off hit. Um, and we'll see if he can keep this going. We've said this so many times over the years with Machado, with Tatis, now with Soto. Any one of these players can carry you for an extended period of time. With some of the other players, you can get big moments. Padres have had huge moments from Jorge Alfaro. Trent Grisham's had walk-off. Austin Nola had a nice game. But to get extended production at the highest level for 10 days, 15 days, even more, three weeks, that comes from players like Machado, Tatis, and Soto. Any one of those three players can lead you to a winning streak or a good run. A combination of those players, you could go on a ridiculous run. And if all three click at the same time, well, then you know what A.J. Preller was thinking at the trade deadline. He's thinking, if I can catch lightning in a bottle with this rotation, if I can strengthen the back end of my bullpen, and if I get hitting out of this lineup led by my big three, maybe I can make a deep run in the postseason. And let's see if it happens or not. We don't know if it happens in 2022. We all hope it happens in 2022. But what you've seen the last two days gives you hope and encouragement that this Padres lineup is going to be one of the more feared lineups in baseball down the stretch of 2022. And especially when you add Fernando Tatis Jr. to it. So we'll see. Jury's still out, honestly. Five games, they didn't score. Game one with Soto, a memorable game in Petco Park history with the grand slam from Drury in the first inning with the nine runs overall. These last two days, very encouraging, specifically today, scoring 13 runs. So jury's out, but if you had to lean on one side or the other, is this going to be a, you know, a more than capable offense that's capable of producing like a top 10 offense in baseball, if not better? I'm leaning there as opposed to what we saw the first three months of the season, where the offense was a bottom 10, bottom five, truthfully, offense in baseball. Um, Pedro, I was keeping an eye on this um, box score earlier. I saw he was 0 for 1 with a K. Is this what happened his second time up? He got hit? That, that's not ideal, thankfully, on the backside. So he'll be fine. But keep him healthy. They've had weather issues in Frisco, Texas. They moved him from the outfield to the infield yesterday. I want to say he's playing center field tonight, but I haven't checked. Um, since I've started this show. So I think he's in center field tonight. I know they had wet weather tonight as well as the game started late, but we'll keep our eye on Tatis. Will he be back this weekend in D.C.? It didn't sound like earlier this week that that was overly promising. Could he be back by Miami? Maybe. Will he be back by next homestand? Has to be. I, I just can't envision him not being back by the start of next homestand. I would not be surprised if it, if it was uh, sooner than the start of next homestand because this is now his fourth game. I think they want to get him conditioned and seasoned. I think they want to see him play multiple positions. Um, but at some point, they're going to need to make a determination. Does he need that extra game two or three? Or does he need to help this big league roster and this team secure a playoff spot here in 2022? Jake, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, his comment is below. Thank you, Jake, for the super. Always appreciate it. Thank you guys for the supers, especially tonight as a solo show. It's a great way to support this channel and make sure I see your comment and interact with it. You can click that dollar sign down below a little early tonight on the wrap-up show. I've got to go to San Diego State. Jim's got to go on a date. The rest is history. All right, so Jake says, how many times have we begged this offense to pick up other players, whether it's someone committing an error in the field or a pitcher having a bad night pitching, and now they are, see Hater, M and I. That is a wonderful, wonderful point, Jake. Last night, as you illustrate here, Hater, you know, I think you play this game 10 times, you're going to lose it nine. Why do I say that? Because I think Profar made a play that was like a 
you know, 1%, 2% play. I think if Profar doesn't make the catch, I think you lose. Well, what do you mean they lose, John? Machado still homered in the bottom of the ninth inning. He wouldn't have faced Tyler. Um, what's the dude's name? I want to say Tyler Anderson. Tyler Rogers. Uh, he wouldn't have faced Tyler Rogers. They would have brought on their closer. The closer the night before in game one was filthy and throwing 103 miles per hour with his cutter. All right. So I think without Profar, you lose last night. Uh, but they did pick up Hater, to your point, Jake. And then today, I think if this is the old Padres before the trade deadline, I don't see them winning this game. I just don't see them coming back from four runs down. They've done it one time all year, and they've never overcome two deficits in the game to win all year. So I, I think it's because this new-look team is just more capable. And this wasn't all on Manaya. Soto made a bad play defensively in the third inning that cost him at least a run. It was one unearned run. You could argue maybe it cost him even two runs. Uh, there was another really bad play defensively. Whomever was accountable for it, whether it was Cronenworth's throw to Krismak covering, uh, Josh Bell wasn't covering first. I was on the radio at the same time, so I'm trying to keep track of it all. So I didn't watch this as intently as I normally do. But you had two things that could have cost you a game. Soto's misplay, Manaya's somewhat ineffectiveness, right? Four runs earlier, trailing 4 nothing. Cronenworth throws the ball away. You go down 7-6 to a team that's been a thorn in your side for years, San Francisco. All these things could have gone against the Padres, yet, to their credit, they found a way. So they are overcoming adversity. Great sign of a baseball team because you can have all the talent in the world. How do you deal with getting punched? And the Padres this past week have been punched. Lost that one nothing game. Drury was an inch away from scoring the tying run. It was overturned. I mean, they've dealt with some heartache here over the last week. They really have. Um, but to their credit here recently, they're overcoming it. I think it's encouraging. They're looking more like a team to me here over the last 48 hours as opposed to what we saw when they were losing. Now, again, that happens a lot. When you're not playing good baseball, do you really look like a team? Um, but I'm encouraged. I really am. I'm encouraged by what I've seen over the last two games. So thank you again, Jake. Faye, thank you for hanging out. Uh, she says, John, do you think Tatis is going to return on the 18th? I got tickets last uh, my tickets last night. If not, giveaway is cool, too. Also going on the 19th to see Soto where City Connect for the first time. Love that, Faye. Thanks for hanging out, Faye, tonight as well. Greatly appreciated. Um, he'll definitely be back by the 18th. I can essentially guarantee that without a setback. He'll definitely be back by the 18th. I mean, I do think there's a scenario he returns in Miami. Because if he's ready, if you're A.J. Preller, you can't concern yourself with home road. you got to get this player wherever the Padres are to help this team win. I mean, he's that good of a player that if he's available one day sooner, then he should be with them one day sooner. If he's not available until Tuesday, and that's the final two games of the Miami series, get him to Miami. Because two of your final 48 is what percentage? I mean, it's like 5% of your remaining schedule. So why punt on Tatis for a game or two if he is deemed healthy and ready? Now, we'll see if they make that determination. Maybe if they win this series in Washington, maybe they hold off. Maybe if they lose this series in Washington, nobody wants to see it. Nobody's forecasting it. Maybe they force the issue a little bit. But to answer your question, long way of answering it, he will absolutely be playing on the 18th, in my opinion, barring a setback or an injury or something unforeseen. Um, and that's very cool about the 19th, that Friday night against the Nats, Soto's former team, City Connect. I mean, these games are going to be crazy. All these night games are going to be sold out. The only games that are going to have tickets are these midweek afternoon games. Other than that, all these games are going to be close to sold out. All right, John, with you here on the Wrap-Up Show. Thanks for hanging out early. Again, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to hit that dollar sign if you want to support with the Super. We'll make sure to get to all the Supers here tonight. Smash the like button for me as well. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. 
at John and Jim for the radio show. If you want to become a member, you can do that simply by clicking the join button down below. You're getting custom emojis and badges and members only content. Jared, thank you for your membership and becoming a mod here recently and for the super as well. So Jared says party on the 18th, if he's back or not, it's going to be a party um, down the stretch of Petco Park. I mean, I think we've all seen it, what this ballpark has looked like over the first three or four home games that Juan Soto has appeared in or whatever it is now, four or five home games that he's appeared in. The crowds have been massive, especially these night games. Monday night, sold out. Tuesday night, close to sold out. Um, the debut was a thing I'll never forget, a memorable night at Petco Park. So when Tatis returns, I mean, the, the lid blows off Petco Park. Thankfully, there is no lid on Petco Park. But if we thought Soto's debut was special, and it was, Soto, Machado, Tatis all together at the same time is a pinch-me moment for Padres fans. It's the LeBron, D-Wade, Bosch dynamic converging with three players all in their prime trying to win a title. I mean, in San Diego, you know, it's one thing if, you know, we see it in the NBA, super teams, we see it in big markets. Um, you don't typically see it in baseball. Um, and when you do see it in baseball, stars playing together, you see it in big markets traditionally, Boston, New York, Los Angeles. To see it here is just incredible. I mean, it really is incredible. Enjoy this. Um, let's ride this wave together. It's not guaranteed for forever, obviously, having this group together. And I know they're 16 games out of first place, but guess what? It doesn't matter. There's no, there's nothing that says to, to hoist the World Series trophy you have to be within 16 games of first place. It's a new world with baseball, with six teams going to the postseason in each league. You got to be better than the Dodgers if you play them in the postseason. That's the only rule. Don't have to be better than them now. You don't. And I had Dan Zimborski from Fangraphs on the radio earlier today, and I said, do the Padres have more than a puncher's chance against the Dodgers if they meet up in the postseason? Because to me, it feels like they should, even though they haven't played them well. And he said, absolutely. He said, absolutely they do. Um, not to say it's you know, some guarantee or that they'd be favored in the series. Nobody's saying that. I'm not saying, that. I mean, you can, you can look at recent history and recent history has value, but you can also look at the fact that the Padres have not had this combination against the Dodgers all year. If you add Tatis to it, you can say, well, John, they lost their soda. The team will gel with time. The team will gel with time. If the Padres lock horns with the Dodgers in the postseason, that means that the Padres have won a postseason series. They'll have some level of momentum with them. They will give L.A. fits. Can't guarantee they win a series, unfortunately. But they will cause problems for the Dodgers in a series. Um, I promise you that. And that's truly how I feel. Um, and, yeah, like Shamanaya, who has struggled here, is not pitching in a three-game series. Or he's in your bullpen. Shamanaya, who has struggled here, is not pitching in a five-game series. Or he's in your bullpen. And that's if Shamanaya is pitching like this. There was a stretch, maybe the first two months, when he was very effective and probably the third best starter on this team. Right now, he's pitching more like the fifth best starter on this team. But go back to last year for perspective. Last year, your fifth best starter was Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta. This year, your fourth and fifth best starters right now are like Sean I and Mike Clevenger. That is a huge, massive upgrade for this team. And it will pay dividends, I believe, in the second half of the year. And it will be one of the reasons why this team gets in and last year's team didn't. That's going to be one of the reasons why. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out. Let's get to uh, Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. That's because Omar is our newest partner here on the Wrap-Up Show. Please, if you support this channel, support our partners, including Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. He's here to help Padres fans with their mortgages. Simple as that. You can scan the QR code on the screen right now. 
You can text him right now. He'd love to hear from you. 619-387-7798. He would love to hear from you. If you want to support this channel, just shoot him a text and say LFGSD. 619-387-7798. He's your San Diego native mortgage broker. He's a San Diegan. Loves the Padres. Went to San Diego State. Enough said. Whether you're looking to buy your dream home, he can help. Or refinance to consolidate debt, he can help. If you're in the process of buying or refinancing and you want a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best deal possible, call or text Omar. You're getting a free consultation. If you're looking for referral partners and you want to expand your book of business, reach out to Omar directly. I'm talking about immigration attorneys, divorce attorneys, insurance agents, CPAs, realtors. Omar wants to help you grow your business as well. Text him right now. 619-387-7798. And thank you, Omar Sanchez for your support of the wrap-up show. All right, so I'm looking at this box score here today. As the Padres pound out 16 hits, everyone in this lineup had a base hit. You know, who's going to get the all the um, acclaim for today, all the credit? Brandon Drury hits this massive two-out, three-run home run in the sixth inning, trailing 7-6, as big of a hit as the Padres had here today. Uh, Manny Machado had three hits and two RBIs. Juan Soto was two for five again. He seemingly is always on base. Um, but here's the thing. One of the key moments in this game was Austin Nola starting the bottom of the third inning with the Padres trailing 4 nothing, and working a 10-pitch free pass. That set the stage for what became a six-run inning that had big moment after big moment. Machado was involved in it. Grisham was part of it. They batted around in that inning. But Austin Nola had that. Austin Nola would later homer. But that was a huge moment in this game. So, again, all the credit, um, all the highlights will show Brandon Drury. will show Manny Machado. will show Juan Soto. Jay Cronenworth had three hits in this game. But there were big moments in this game from Austin Nola and Trent Grisham. Jerks and Profer made a really good catch. So you're going to get production from Soto, Machado, Tatis, Bell, Drury. Can you get production from Cronenworth, from Grisham, from Kim, from Nola, from Profar? And there's reasons to believe you can. Um, and we'll see if that continues on or not. I just think it, it takes a lot of the load off when, if you're a Jerks of Profar now, if you're a Jay Cronenworth now, and you got this lineup around you, you, you don't have to do everything. You just need to do something. But you absolutely do not have to do everything. Um, because, again, Soto is going to pick this team up. Machado is going to pick this team up. And Tatis is going to pick this team up as well. All right, Padres win it 13-7. to Despite a couple of sloppy plays in the field, offense mashing. Uh, bullpen shaky for a moment with Nabil Krizmat, but doing the job the rest of the way once it got out of reach. And Sean Manai was good enough. was not great, but remember, he's coming off an out against the Dodgers where he was terrible. And he was a lot better than he was. Last week at Dodger Stadium. Jake, thank you again for the super. He says his comment is below again. So here it is from Jake. Thank you again. It says, also, we've been begging for multiple run home runs, like Drury's three-run homer, Nola's two-run homer today, and Manny's walk-off last night. It's a great point. It's a great point. It's the beauty of slug. I mean, the beauty of slug, and this is the area that where the Padres are really lacking, obviously, in the first half of the season, is slug can solve problems quickly where if you don't have slug it takes a rally right so to rally you're going to need two three four things to go your way to slug you need one swing and the Padres have done that effectively enough the last couple of days now remember they didn't for five days and they couldn't hit the side of the barn or a barn for five days and they literally couldn't score a run 
for 26 innings, one of the longest scoreless droughts in franchise history, but they've come out of it. They're not pressing like they were. Um, they just look like a new team to me. Now, again, can we judge that based on two games against the San Francisco Giants? Maybe not, but they look freer and looser and they look to be more a collection and a team than they did over the first handful of days that they were playing together. I think they rode adrenaline for day one and day two. I think that they took on a very good Dodgers team over the course of the weekend. And then I think they pressed when they got back home and they've come out of it here the last couple of days and all's well that ends well. And to win this series is all you could ask for. Can't ask for sweeps every time you play. It's not how baseball works. Not like San Francisco is, you know, 45 games under 500. They're just not. I mean, they're a 500 team that could finish over 500. Truth be told, they could still contend for a wild card spot if they get hot. I don't envision it, but this isn't a team that, um, you know, you can have the better team and the more talented team, but that's not how baseball works. I mean, even the teams that are favored are, you know, two to one, three to one favorites, and they're still losing 30, 35% of the time. So to win two out of three, I think you take, and I would take two out of three in DC. I know the Nats are bad, but you want the series win. I would take two out of three in Miami. And then I'm getting greedy when I get home against the Nationals. I want three out of four. But if you do that, two and one, two and one, three and one, you're seven and three over your next 10, and you're gaining ground on teams in front of you in all likelihood. And that is the way to – and also you, you'd have some momentum and confidence when you get closer to September and you're playing teams like the Dodgers again and the Cardinals, who are still ahead for a three-game series. That could be a critical series, by the way, for the Padres. Um, in, uh, yeah, I mean, Chad, I was just kind of talking through it. Um, I would, you know, because here's the thing, having been around baseball as long as I have, and you might say, well, these teams aren't very good. Well, my, Miami's not good, but they're not awful. The Nationals are awful, but I wonder if they get up for the return of Soto and Bell. I would think they could play up. And Luke Voigt, we all know about Padres history. Anyone that's been a Padre kills the Padre. Um, with all that being said, I think you just stack series wins. And if you don't take four and two and you get greedy, well, what happens if you come home two and four? What do we say then? What if you come back three and three? I don't think the world ends if you come back three and three, but I think I take four and two. Of course you'd want more. I mean, but you know, five and one road trips are damn good road trips. And six no road trips are basically unheard of. How many perfect road trips of six games in length or more have the Padres had in the history of their franchise? One, maybe. So yeah, four and two is a good trip. And then you get home and you have a chance to do more work against that Washington team that's banged up right now that has traded off its best parts. There's no question about that. Um, so listen, they got a chance to do better than four and two. They do. They have a chance over the next 10 to do better than seven and three, but we know how baseball works. They could be worse than seven and three. So would I take four and two? Would I take three and one at home against the Nats? Of course I would. I would take that seven and three. You'd have 38 games to play. You'd be in better position than you are right now. And I'm scoreboard watching right now. You know, I'm doing that. I'm watching Milwaukee. Unfortunately, they homer in the ninth and won at the 10th against Tampa today. I'm watching Philadelphia. I'm watching St. Louis. I mean, these are the teams I'm watching uh, and paying attention to. Like, I'm looking at the scoreboard right now. Like, St. Louis is leading in Colorado 5-1. They got smoked last night. The Cardinals did. It's still early enough that Colorado could come back, especially at home. But it's 5-1 St. Louis, so that's not encouraging. Um, I need a Philadelphia score from someone. Um, does anyone have Phillies? Of course, Philly came back and won. They trailed 2-0 in that game. They won 4-3. The Phillies, I think, have won seven straight. So this isn't easy. Like, we all feel good today. I feel good about what I saw today. I really do. But if Philadelphia, St. Louis, and Milwaukee all win same day, you're not gaining any ground. You're not. I don't care what the Dodgers do. I don't care what the Mets do. 
Um, you know, I don't really care about the Giants behind you and you just beat the Giants. I mean, there's three teams right now that are crucial to the Padres' playoff chances. And if it's if all four teams play well, that's scary. I don't think it's likely mathematically that that happens, especially with Milwaukee and St. Louis being in the same division and playing each other, but their division sucks otherwise. So if they beat up on bad teams, it's concerning. But it is possible with 30 teams in the big leagues that Philadelphia, St. Louis, Milwaukee, and San Diego all play good baseball. If that happens, that's a problem for one of those four teams. So not only do you have to play good baseball, you got to root for someone to fall off at some point as well. But the Padres are going to enter this road trip a game better than Milwaukee for the final playoff spot. Now, maybe there's some games tomorrow. There are tomorrow in the big league. So maybe they lose a half game or gain a half game tomorrow against those teams. But you get my point. I mean, this is this is dicey. And the Padres, I, I've been saying, yeah, to play, you know, a little better than 500, they'll get in. No guarantee 25 and 23 gets you in. Because what if those other teams play better than that? 26 and 22 are better, those other teams. It's possible. Again, I don't know if every team's going to play really good baseball down the stretch, but it is at least possible. And they're all playing for the postseason. So you think they'd be motivated. Camp, thank you for this super. Thank you guys for hanging out. John Schaefer with you. Jim Russell has the night off like always because he's soft. After he criticized Manny Machado, he's run into a hole. No, he's actually on a date, I think, with his uh, girlfriend. So Cam says, uh, I'm just glad that there was a bit more energy and chemistry. Worried about Manaya, but big series win. Thanks for the show and LFGSD. Thank you, Cam. I mean, I have some concerns about Manaya, if I'm being honest. He's not been the same pitcher. He just hasn't. Um, he's been hit hard. Um, now, probably for the better part of six or seven consecutive starts. There's been a good start or two in there. And tonight wasn't bad it just wasn't good he gave the Padres a chance to win um and the Padres did end up winning this game but yeah I'm worried about Mania but on most most teams have a pitcher like Mania or worse as their fifth starter right look at that like that because you have Snell pitching very well you have Darvish pitching well you have Musgrove pitching well he was very good his last time out we'll see if he can kind of turn the corner you have Clevenger who's pitched pretty well recently as well so if Sean Mania is your fifth starter and he's going to make another, let's say, nine starts this year. But your other 39 games are with those other four starters. I think you're in good shape. And here's the thing. Just because Manaya hasn't been as effective as he was earlier, he's got a chance in some of those games to get bailed out by his offense. So let's say he makes nine more starts. Let's say half are good and half aren't. Well, half the starts where he's good, the Padres should win because of this offense. The other half, let's say four or five, is not very good. Well, hopefully one or two of those times, this offense could pick him up. So. If he makes another nine starts, maybe it's 10. Maybe five of them are good, five are bad. Let's say you win the five, he's good. Let's say you win two, two of the ones where he's bad. You can still win six or seven times to show him an eye on the mound the remainder of this year. So that's how I think you need to look at it. And the other starters have to pick him up. And this offense is going to have to pick up this team occasionally, like they did today. We didn't say that a ton in the first half of the year. It did happen occasionally. I think back to that series in Chicago when they scored 40 runs, I want to say. In a three-game series. So it's not. this is not the first time this offense has played well. It's not. Um, but I'm now under the impression that this offense will consistently be better than it had been previously. Every team has one-off nights where they score runs. Can they consistently score runs? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. All right, I want to make sure I'm not missing any supers that are rolling in. I see these that have come in recently. Christopher Wright, thank you for your support of this channel. Greatly appreciate it um he says muffin man lives on drury lane is that from the, the song can you see the muffin man lives on drury lane i think i sing that to my three-year-old i like the reference christopher 
I appreciate it. Thank you for your membership. Thank you for your support of this channel. Christopher is a loyal viewer and huge Padres fan. Uh, thank you for the super. I like the Muffin Man reference in the super here tonight. Um, you know, Jake, this is an interesting talking point. Jake, thank you again for the super. This is an interesting talking point for a couple of reasons. Well, Martinez has been great in the bullpen, a 1-7, I think, as a reliever for this team. Manaya, his last 7-8 starts hasn't been good. I think I tweeted his last start. He had a 7-1-4 in his last six or seven starts. So today, what did he do? Three Ernies and five. So he lowered it a tick. He's probably got like a 6-9 ERA in his last whatever period of time that is. You know, I think it's 48-plus innings. He's got something like that, 6-8, 6-9 ERA. So you say, well, that makes sense. Well, Martinez has been really good. Manai has been really bad. But hold on. If it ain't broke, don't fix it in your bullpen. So just because you have one issue, don't create two. Because if you move Manai to the bullpen, there's no guarantee that he's going to be good there. What we know now is this. Nick Martinez has been really good in your bullpen. So that would be the reason why I'd keep Nick Martinez in my bullpen. I'm keeping Nick Martinez there because he's consistently provided this team with important outs late in games late in games. So, and also he's not built up to the same extent. Now he's built up to some extent, but to rebuild him up is problematic at this point in the year, in my opinion, especially when he's pitching well and has filled this role. So I got an issue potentially with Manaya, right? We all agree with that. I don't want to create two issues. The two issues being Manaya can't pitch in the bullpen and Martinez isn't as effective as a starter as he was as a reliever. And I got to cover innings now because Martinez isn't built up. So let's say he's now maxed out at 60 pitches his first start back into this rotation, that's a problem for your bullpen. And let's say he goes 60, 75, 90. Now it takes you three, four starts to get him back built up. Is there time for it? Yes. But if it ain't broken the bullpen, I'm not fixing it right now. Could I change my tune on that? Absolutely. If Manaya's next three starts are all bad, that's a problem. I mean, at least half the time he's going to have to be good and give the Padres a chance to win. And Hopefully more than that. And I don't know what the reason is. I just, I do not know why he hasn't been as effective. I don't know if it's velocity. I, I don't know. But I saw what I saw the first two months of the season. He's capable of being that pitcher if he's healthy. I know that because I saw it with my own two eyes. I've looked at his career numbers in Oakland. And he's been a workhorse. He really has. He's been a guy that can go six, seven innings consistently. So I think he does have value. Uh, and this is a great point, Solo Dolo. I mean, I think it's an excellent point. Maybe Musgrove's better in a six-man rotation. Maybe Manaya is. Now, remember. Manaya's manager in Oakland was Bob Melvin, and they never once used a six-man rotation under Bob Melvin in Oakland. But Manaya's not a pop. He's 30 years of age. He's got a lot of innings on his arm. Seasons are long. These, these years are challenging. There are always highs and lows outside of a couple pitchers across all of baseball all year. There's an inevitability to it. You just want to shorten your length of ineffectiveness. Hopefully, Joe Musgrove has done that. I thought it was kind of three or four starts. Manaya's well longer than that now. It's probably seven or eight starts. So it is concerning, and I don't have the answer to it. If the Padres had the answer or Shaw and I had the answer, I think they probably would have figured it out by now, to be honest with you. And this is baseball to some extent. So thank you, Solo Dolo. Um, <laughs> Jared, thank you for the supers. So switch Martinez uh, with Manaya, and then you'll hate on Martinez. That, that's my concern. That's my concern. You know, we saw Martinez start for this team, and he was effective at times, and he was ineffective at others. But – what I've seen out of Martinez in relief is someone that has given this team quality innings in big spots a lot. So I like that. And I think he's comfortable right now in that role. I really do. So I just don't want to tempt fate there. There's been enough change with this team. And change can be a very good thing. I mean, I credit A.J. Preller like we all did. 
I mean, the Soto trade created change. Bringing in Drury altered your lineup. He's been great. Um, Josh Hader created change. Jerry's out on Hader. I'm confident he will get through this stretch or what happened last night. I really am. But you have to sometimes take risk, especially in sport. There's no question about that. You need to think about what makes the team playing its best baseball. So I think what makes this team better is having Nick Martinez in, in the bullpen. That, that's what I personally believe. I could be wrong. Um, but right now, I believe that Nick Martinez in the bullpen gives this team a chance to win more often than Nick Martinez starting. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I agree, Michael. Thank you for hanging out. Michael's a loyal viewer and member. Thank you, Michael. Um, yeah, you know, when Coronaworth went south there for a couple of days, it might have been no for 15. He's had a couple of those this year. Um, that's been troublesome for this offense. You know, it's been a it's been an okay year, I think, if we're being fair and honest with Jake Cronenworth. He's been a damn good defender. Did have a costly misplay in the field. Not that costly. They won the game 13-7. Uh, three hits tonight. Now, he's got a 733 OPS, which is fine. It's, you know, good enough. Um, but by comparison, like a Profar is a 756. So I'd like to see him up in that mid-700s. I think he'd like to see himself up there, if not high 700s, because your Machados and Sotos are going to sit around 900. Josh Bell will sit in the 850s. Drury could sit in the 800s. Tatis is going to sit in the 800s. You got five players, 850 plus potential in OPS, three of them 900 plus Machado, Tatis, Soto. So again, Cronworth doesn't need to do too much. Get on base. He does not have to hit for power. Get on base. So maybe I'm, it's not about the slug, it's about the on base. And, you know, if he can get on base and if he can keep that OPS in the 730s to 7s, 50s um they'll be in really good shape with the, with all that offense and slug that they've added um so thank you michael thank you our buddy crazy raider rad thank you for the super thank you guys for the super we'll be with you here for about 15 more minutes so if you want to make sure i get your comment here tonight now's a great time to get a super in. you can just click that dollar sign down below i'll get to all the supers that still roll in here over the last 15 minutes so crazy raider rad says look at the yankees they're one in seven in their last eight i mean Every team other than the Dodgers this year. Most years, every team has some slip-up. Now, this Dodgers team might win 115 games. It's stupid. I don't know how it's possible. I really don't. I have no idea. But even the Yankees, who are going to win the AL East and who at one point were invincible in the first half of the season, have hit a little bit of a rut. And it's a challenging road trip. St. Louis and Seattle is not an easy road trip. And it's hard to play great for 162 games. So... Are the Yankees still a World Series favorite in the American League? Yes, it's probably between New York and Houston as the favorite to get to the World Series in the American League. I mean, obviously, right now, the Dodgers are the favorite in the National League. We'll see if the Dodgers hit, hit that bump or not. There was a year, was it 2017? They lost like 16 of 17 at one point and still got to the World Series, and that was in the second half of the year. So this happens. What the Padres have gone through happens. Um, does it make you feel good? No, not really. I mean, am I overly confident? With 48 games to play, um, I'm confident because of the team that they've assembled. That's what gives me confidence. But what I need to see is consistent good play. And I don't know if we've seen that since late May. Have we seen 10, 14 consecutive days where this team has been fundamentally sound, hit and pitched since the first six, eight weeks of the season? I don't think so. But I know they're capable of it. And I think they've never had a better time than now to put that together because of the roster that A.J. Preller has assembled. 
Chad, thank you. I'll pull this up since you're ripping Jim. That's fun. Uh, thank you for saying that. John's the GOAT. Never forget, Jim would rather see the Warriors win titles than the Padres. Damn transplants. Hey, full disclosure, Chad. I mean, born and raised in Philadelphia. Been out here for over five years. Jump right in. Passionate about what we do. Love covering Padres games. Done it every single night for the last three years. Um, I think I provide, and I think Jim does as well. I think we provide unique perspective. Me having worked in professional baseball for 15 years. Jim having worked on the Padres Radio Network for three or four years. Um, the fact that we try to be ourselves and authentic and provide our honest critique and opinion that you probably aren't getting elsewhere. Um, and that's just the truth is there's expectations potentially elsewhere. So, um, you know, that's what we try to do. You know, that's what we try to do. And, um, you know, we appreciate those that, that have supported us because we wouldn't be able to do this without your support. It's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. Thank you, Moises. Yeah, the lighting in this studio, this is a TV studio. I mean, we use it for radio, but it's been used for TV over the years as well. So, yes, the lighting here is a lot better than my lighting at home and my kitchen table. Um, and this is a great point, Calvin. We've all watched sports long enough to know, specifically this sport, that to maintain it over 200 games, which is basically what you're asking if you're a Dodgers fan, you know, from the regular season into the postseason, whatever, 175, 180 games. I mean, not to say this is impossible. But there's no guarantee that the best record in the regular season wins the World Series. In fact, oftentimes it doesn't. So they haven't won anything. And, you know, I mean, and guess what? When a series starts against the Dodgers, if it's the Padres or the Cardinals or the Yankees or the Astros, the series starts, you know, 0-0. They get no, they get no extra credit for winning 110 games if the Padres win 90. They get none. Zip, 0-0. And if they fall behind one nothing in the first inning of game one of the NLDS, their 112 wins aren't saving them. And if Joe Musgrove goes seven innings and Juan Soto gets on base and Manny Machado homers, then I don't care how many regular season wins you have. Nor did Atlanta last year when they won the World Series with less than 90 wins in the regular season. And that's how this sport works. Like Faye says, it's how you finish. It really is. I think it's a really good point. All right, I'm going to get back to the chat in a moment. I do want to remind our viewers about one of our partners here, one of our loyal partners on the wrap-up show. This is a great company, Aura. Click this Build Your Routine button down below. You're getting 30% off your first order. This company, founded by San Diegan, uh, Will, our buddy, uh, they have offices in Liberty Station. Will is a huge Padres fan, San Diego native. This company is plant-based nutritional products. I'm talking about probiotics. I take one every single day. Proteins for after workout. Pre-workout supplements. Omega-3 oils immunity pills, sleep pills, literally something for everyone and 30% off your first order and a great way to support this channel. ORA.organic or click the link down below, but easy website, ORA.organic. Shop as you watch the wrap-up show, save money, get healthier. Maybe it's for yourself. Maybe it's for your spouse. Maybe it's for a loved one. Maybe it's for a friend. Great products, great products. San Diego Company. If you support this channel, please support Aura and our partners. Again, the website, ORA.organic. All right, let's get back to the chat here for uh, the final, let's say, 10 minutes or so. Now is the time to get your supers in. If you want me to comment on them here tonight, we'll be back with you, by the way, on the radio tomorrow at 3 p.m. and on YouTube on Friday following game one of that Nat series in D.C., which promises to be pretty eventful. Juan Soto's return so quickly to leaving. I would think good crowd because of that. He's absolutely going to get a standing ovation. So maybe some nerves a little bit for Soto and Bell as the Padres um, cannot afford any hangovers from here on out, especially against bad teams. And if the Padres have done 
one thing the Padres have done very well this year, not if they've done something well, they've done a lot of things well. They've had a good year. Uh, but one thing they've done well this year, by and large, not perfectly, is they've beaten up bad teams. And they did that this week against the Giants. And hopefully they do that coming up over the next 10 days against the Washington Nationals. All right, Jake, thank you. Uh, John, what sports teams did you root for growing up? So, okay, I mean, if you want the the full gamut, and a lot of it changed once I started. Once I started working in sports, I kind of treated sports differently. Like, I, I lost some of the fandom as a kid when I became an adult. And I don't think a lot of people experience that unless they work in sports. And I've seen, like, all facets of sport. If it makes, It's hard to explain. But working in the minor leagues, I worked for affiliates of multiple teams. So, like, there was a period of time I was rooting for the Pirates because – out of college at 22, I spent five years working for a Pirates affiliate. They sucked then. But I was rooting for the Pirates because I knew these players that were getting called up. I knew the, uh, the Nate McClouths and the, uh, I mean, there were, you know, the Andrew McCutcheons um, because I saw these guys play and then they get to the big leagues and you're rooting for them to succeed because you know them as individuals. So, but I grew up, I mean, in Philadelphia. And I rooted for the Eagles, the Sixers, the Flyers, and the Phillies. I went to Penn State. Um, but really having worked in sports for the last 20 years, my allegiances have changed. Um, and I mean, Jim would tell you this, I mean, truth. And, you know, my, my friends back home find it hard to believe, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't watch Philadelphia sports. I mean, it's kind of crazy just for whatever reason I don't, I mean, I'm just so dialed in and connected. I just wanted to jump in feet first to San Diego that, I mean, I'm as passionate about San Diego state as I am about anything. And I'm as passionate about covering the Padres as I am about anything. So yeah, but growing up as a kid, Philly sports teams, and then Penn State. Um, but since I moved to San Diego, and if anyone has followed my work and watched what I do and what I spend my time doing, it's on San Diego State football and basketball and Padres baseball. So um, let's see. What else here to get to tonight? Um, anything we missed, guys? Put it in the chat. Is there anything we've missed or you want me to get to here tonight? I'd be happy to do it. Um, because I'm trying to think again, this national series to me, it's not a tricky one. I just think it's an eventful one with Soto returning to DC. I'm curious, does he go off against the nationals? Um, probably, you know, probably he does. Um, but I think it's a little bit of an interesting series and you need to find a way to go, um, two and one, you need to find a, go, a way to go two and one, uh, Pedro, I did. Uh, the emojis don't show up right here, but yeah, did I say, I saw Kawhi, which I thought was super cool. I saw him in the Padres gear. Um, the old jersey, which is funny, very quiet. The brown cap was cool. I saw he was with his family. I thought that was awesome. Uh, huge Kawhi Leonard fan right here. So, um, yes, I did. I did. But, yeah, I mean, again, this six games on the road, you got to go four and two. Um, you know, hopefully Voight is held, you know, in check. Here's the thing. It's a lot easier to hit for a team that's under 40 or 40 games under 500. It just is. There's no pressure. I mean, I mean maybe there's a little pressure at your former team, but usually players play up against their former teams. But if it's Soto against Voight, I'm taking Soto in the playoff argument or Soto and Bell against Voight. I think all of us are going to take the Padres, but doesn't mean Voight's not going to come through in a moment or two. It just feels like there's an inevitability to it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it concerns me a little bit, if I'm being honest. Thank you, Vito. Thank you. Thank you for becoming a mod. Um, yeah, I got to go to San Diego State later on tonight for an event. So I'll be over there later on this evening. Um, Anthony says, wow, you have hair. Yeah. Okay. Right. I always wear a hat, right? I'm always wearing a Padres hat or some type of hat. I do. And I've always had, so I got a haircut today. We talked about this earlier. Is like, here's the crazy thing about my hair guys. If anyone cares, I don't think anyone does. Um, it always sticks straight up. Like it just does that. Like, watch this, watch this. 
How stupid is that? That's just, so my hair is always up. So I'm six one, but because of my hair, like when I don't wear hats, people are like, oh, you're so tall. People always think I'm like six three, six four because of my hair. And this is after a haircut. My hair is usually longer than this. Um, but yeah, my hair's always been like that since I was a little kid. It's always been like that. It just pops up. Um, yeah, this isn't close, B Danger. I mean, is this a joke? Come on. In the chat, John or Jim on hair. In the chat. This should be this should be like a clean sweep. Hundred percent for me, right? <laughs> um what else, guys? Wow, man. People, yeah, a lot of hair talk. A lot of hair talk tonight. Um, you know me, Pedro. I mean, I, we try to keep this as much as we can to Padres. I'll give you a brief comment on Snapdragon Stadium opening in 24 days. Do I think it can be upgraded to fit more people for the NFL? I, I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. I think it's more likely it would be upgraded to fit more people for Power 5 football if necessary. I think that's more likely for the Pac-12 or the Big 12. If that was necessary, I don't personally think it is necessary, but I think it's a, it's possible if San Diego State has that type of support that I think they could expand seating capacity. It's built for 55,000, even though it's built at 35,000, it's built for expandability to 55,000. I'd be very surprised if the NFL ever played regular season games at Snapdragon Stadium, but I'd like to be proven wrong, and I'd like to see the NFL one day return here, no question about it. Um, all right, so people are saying me. I mean, this is a fair point from Ben. I hate to say that. Um, no, he's playing, Cam. He's playing right now. Um, and what, he struck out his first A-B. He was hit his second plate appearance. I don't know if he's done anything since. Uh, maybe Jared has the best hair. Uh, Daniel, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, he really should, Boogie. Thank you for your membership. He really should. He should delete his Twitter. He would never do that. Um, but Tatis, we're down to days and hours on Tatis. Because worst case... Let's say Wednesday, and they played home next Thursday. So, okay, worst case, actually a week. So it's not really – it could be one week. could be less than that. But it's not longer than one week, barring a setback. It's not longer than one week. Now, if it is one week, 42 games to play. And assuming he doesn't play them all, even if he's healthy, you know, you're looking at 38 opportunities for Tatis to make his impact on this team, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's enough, but it's not a ton of time. So hopefully he can hit the ground running, and that's – Easier said than done because we know how baseball works. Look at this last week with this Padres team. You know, it might take a few days, it might take longer than that for Tatis, but eventually he's gonna he's gonna pay dividends in a big way. We just have to trust that. We just have to trust that um, that he's gonna pay dividends in a huge, huge way this year for the pods. Um, all right, before we get out of here, first of all, thank you guys for hanging out. Um, my apologies if this messes with the timing. Normally we do them at 9 p.m. I had to do it earlier because I'm going over to San Diego State. Jim's on a date. Uh, if you missed this live, obviously, and you're watching on replay, we appreciate you hanging out with us on replay. If you watch just the audio of the wrap-up show, it's available and it's presented by Higher Impact Financial. If you have financial needs, retirement needs, want to get your finances in order, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. He is your guy. Huge supporter of this channel. San Diegan uh, from San Diego. Huge Padres fan. Um, so he is the guy, higherimpactfinancial.com. Eric Lanier, Higher Impact Financial is the sponsor of the Wrap-Up Show podcast. You can get to that podcast at anchor.fm backslash wrap-up show. Great way to support this channel. If you just want to listen while you work out or while you're in the car and you don't want to watch it on YouTube back, anchor.fm backslash wrap-up show. Thank you, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Thank you for the orders that have come in here recently. For the wrap-up show gear, you can see that gear right down below where you're watching right now on mobile, desktop, and laptop. Wrap-up show, reach-around show, 
John and Jim merch available. Thank you for that support. And also the members. Click that join button next to subscribe. You'll get emojis and badges and members-only content. More emojis coming soon. The more members we get, the more emojis you receive. And that is a great way to support this channel. All right, so on the way out, please support our partners. Let me pull this banner down. My apologies. What am I doing? All right, on the way out, please support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. You can help save you $750 on your insurance needs. Aura, ORA.organic, 30% off your first order at ORA.organic. And also, again, the newest partner here on the wrap-up show, Omar Sanchez. If you have mortgage needs, he's your guy, 619-387-7798. All right, guys, let's see if they can keep this thing going. Again, there's pressure in that National League wildcard race with St. Louis and Milwaukee and Philadelphia all playing pretty good baseball. Um, so the Padres need to keep up, and they've got this opportunity now in front of them playing the Nats, playing the Marlins, getting back home for the Nats. We'll see if the Padres can take advantage of the next 10 games in front of them. Michael, thank you for hanging out. Yeah, I could have gotten Ben on. My apologies, Ben. I didn't even think about that here tonight. But thank you, Michael, for your Support. I don't know, Chad. I thought I saw probables and didn't see them. I guess it's a possibility. Um, I don't think I saw it. Don't quote me on it. I don't think I saw it. I'd be a little concerned if he was <laughs> against his former team. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. LFGSD. Jake, thank you so much. Love you guys. Thank you, Joshua. Faye, you're great. We appreciate your support of the channel. Uh, we do, Jared. I know. I need a bacon emoji. I need a specific, oh, Jared, non-bacon emoji. Yes, I do. We do. No question about it. Cam, thank you. Calvin, again, thank you. Omar's got good hair. That's a really good point. Mods, you guys are rocking. Thank you for our new mods of this channel. You guys are rocking. If you want to become a mod, I probably could use one or two more potentially. Padres wrap up show at gmail.com. If you want to email me, um, I would need your YouTube channel URL. Padres wrap up show at gmail.com if you want to help out and become a mod. So do I. What are we supposed to talk about tomorrow from three to six? We'll be talking Padres, I promise you that. Thank you, guys. Moises, thank you. Matt, thank you. Vito, no doubt. Go Pods. Uh, Peace, Miles. Thank you, Be Danger. Jared, thank you. Jake, thank you again. (laughs) Faye's excited to see Voight. (laughs) Hopefully not hurt this team. Sad Fryer, thanks for hanging out. All right. I think, and that will do it. And thank you for this, old dude plays. All right. Until tomorrow on the radio at 3 p.m. Again, subscribe, like, at John Schaefer. We'll see you tomorrow on the radio at 3 p.m. And Friday night following game one, Padres, Nats. These are big from here on out, folks. Have a good night. Thank you again. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.